0: This special edition of Futurism continues, a three-part companion podcast to my new book, An Introduction to SaaS in a 5G World. I'm Michael Ainsworth. Ownership, market regulations, and security are the three key concerns expressed by CSPs making the move to a SaaS-based business model. Legacy thinking around who owns what has stifled innovation in the past. To secure the future, telecom providers are urged to avoid the urge to circle the wagons by allowing the customer to decide what services they run on their behalf. By building a stronger relationship with a potential future web scaler, CSPs can enable new features and technologies that leverage 5G and improve ARPU and reduce churn rates. By breaking down the silos of corporate culture within a CSP to ensure engineering, sales, and marketing integrate their strategies and outlooks, a telecom provider becomes leaner and more focused on its vision of becoming a central player in industry 4.0 and whatever new consumer-facing services evolve out of 5G's ultra-high speed, low latency, and 6.9's reliability. The conversation between Mark Bunn, leading the SaaS business for Nokia Cloud and Network Services, and IDC VP Carl Whitelock continues by discussing SaaS as an enabler. But as Whitelock points out, one of the hurdles to 5G's success under SaaS is resistance to changing a CSP's business model.
1: We know that the vision is out here where this has all got to be automated simply because there's too many things going on to have humans in the loop. We can't do it. Right. But also it's not a cost effective and and now you've got to have this distributed um, functionality in a lot of places. Uh, So it's just another reason why the yeah. business model's got to look a lot different. Yeah, here.
2: and it crawl, walk, run. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so you've characterized it well. We are at a certain place in our industry right now, but we've already started well down the road, and that's why I think it's useful to come back to NFE. I know it. You know, some might say it's old news, but <laughs> but it was a it was a key stepping. Stone right, for us. And the move into cloud native, most applications today have some degree of cloud nativeness to them. We're already relying on the, the hyperscaler clouds. They're only going to get better and they're going to be pushed out to the edge, as you right. said. So the, the opportunity is just continuing to grow. And now if we add in software as a service, software that is available on demand, consumed on demand as, a, as the enabler of a company's business or a piece of the puzzle that they might want to assemble, then I think we've, you know, solved the solved the, the problem, right? Yeah. But, but that's, you know, crawl, walk, run. So let's start where it makes the most sense.
1: I want to just jump on that piece of the puzzle idea. Mm-hmm. I know we've been talking at length here about a lot of different things, but I think they're related if you sit back and think about this. Um, the The fact that if the operator truly is now performing a piece of a bigger solution, then this idea of ecosystems becomes greater and greater. Um, mm-hmm. I think that as an industry, we have really not spent very much time yeah. around ecosystem management yet. I think it's one of those that a lot of enterprises have got this figured out. Certainly right. the, the hyperscalers have got it figured out Yes, and um, we've got to make this make it easy for the end user customer to be able to pick and choose from a platform type of approach to move forward. Now that's, Again, my simplistic view, what do you think?
2: I like the simplistic view. We, we need to keep simplicity in mind. I think sometimes we run the risk in our industry of overengineering. Yeah. And so let's keep the end goal in mind, yeah. which is simplicity. Um, certainly, it's going to take some time to get to where we want to go. Um, and there's going to be complications along the way. But I think the the technology is there. We've, you know, we have vendors that are providing this capability that's going to support our CSP customers. Uh, so let's take the journey together.
1: Yeah, I, I completely get it. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I know okay. you. I know you're representing Nokia. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, if you've been wondering what these flashy lights are, <laughs> that's a Nokia network back there. It's five G. <laughs> yes, it's it working. Is. You know. Yes. Um, but but does, does does Nokia have this problem solved? Problem solved. I'd love I mean, to
2: say I, that we have this problem solved. It's a complex problem, yeah. but we have, have certainly started down this path. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, as I suggested before, I, you know, I think there are some applications, some application areas in the IT stack that make a lot of sense for CSPs to to start getting familiar with, you know, software as a service. Um, the ones that are top of mind for me are the you know CX order to cash layer. Um, But also uh, security applications, security assurance applications, your network management applications, your analytics applications, and that will include AI and ML. Um, Those We should be absolutely driving forward in adopting a software as a service mindset. Um, We also at Nokia are are thinking longer term in building those value chains that, that we talked about earlier. Uh, Carl, so we're thinking about the network and how the network moves to SaaS in you know in part or in whole, uh, as well as how do you extend create extensibility from our network and network services uh, by by enabling these value chains. In our terminology, we call them service chains or distributed service chains, right. so that the someone or some company or some third party can construct their own value, build their own value yep. using SaaS as, as their foundational component. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But the bottom line is, this is no one's got it all. Right. No. And and, and so there is this great need yes. for cooperation in the in the uh, in the industry as a whole. Correct. <clears throat> so let's kind of wrap things up here okay. and, and just uh, kind of ask. the. I want to ask one last question. And and uh, perhaps in our conversation here, we've convinced some organizations that they they really need to explore the the SAS idea more thoroughly and really start to make some headway. Because I do think, everything I've seen in the industry, I do think this is the pathway we've gotta go if we're going to be serious about launching 5G anything. Yes. Uh, At scale, let's put it that way. So as a communication service provider, where do I start? I know you've said some things already, but just once more, tell me where I need to start the most or focus the most and then what's my pathway to finally getting it all together?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, first of all, I think most of the CSPs I've spoken to, they, um, they're they already thinking about okay. cloud-native software, right? Of course, yes. Uh, they're certainly thinking about cloud and their various opinions on cloud. But that <clears> is really the place to start. Those are underpinnings to what we've been talking about here today.
0: That's Mark Bunn, leading the SaaS business for Nokia Cloud and Network Services, alongside Carl Whitelock, a VP at IDC, leading the operations and monetization global practice. Shifting to the SaaS model isn't an overnight move for CSPs, but it is part of the natural evolution with Nokia's overall strategy of everything as a service. This gradual multi-year journey begins with transitioning low-risk functions to SaaS, such as security, analytics, and network function virtualization. Nokia offers ways for CSPs to become fully cloud-native, deploying functionality in any vendor's cloud environment, whether it be edge, public, or private cloud, using three key technologies. The Nokia Data Marketplace. It securely facilitates data exchange between stakeholders. CSP customers and enterprises in supply chain verticals are already using NDM to automate and securely exchange data with business partners. Governmental agencies with sensitive data distributed across large data sets can benefit from NDM while keeping data in its original location. Using the machine learning technique of federated learning that trains an algorithm across multiple decentralized servers, governments can extract insights without moving the data or exposing it to bad actors. NetGuard Cybersecurity Dome automates security and greatly shrinks threat dwell time. It reduces manual tasks, allowing IT managers to focus on other duties and shortens response time to ensure SLAs are met. NetGuard Cybersecurity Dome also allows CSPs to monetize security tied to 5G slicing by offering enterprises the ability to take a hands-off approach to the security of data that flows across the network. And Anomaly Detection uses in-depth machine learning algorithms from Nokia Bell Labs that autonomously detects if a cell site is showing unusual behavior, which, if allowed to remain undetected for a long time, could impact SLAs. It allows engineers quickly to address issues like mobile site congestion, interference, and unexpected latency or dropped calls. As 5G continues to evolve and grow under new 3GPP releases, Nokia is leveraging software as a service to ensure CSPs evolve and grow with them, avoiding the trap of commoditization experienced in previous generations of wireless technology. Leveraging 5G and SaaS, CSPs are no longer a dumb pipe. They're a smart operator. I'm Michael Hainsworth. Thank you for joining us on this 5G journey. See the future.
2: Listen to what's next. Read about world-changing ideas. All by visiting Nokia.com slash insights. The Futurhythmic Podcast with Michael Hainsworth is a Nokia original series.